When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP or Amico stations. That means more savings and more whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So treat yourself. It's on us. Visit bp.com slash save to learn more. This 4th of July. You where you belong. Make us proud. Get fired up. Let's go. Experience one of the greatest movies ever made. Having any fun yet? Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick, ready PG-13. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. My email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Exonation, my guest this hour is Sue Ellen Ocean, with a Bachelor of Arts degree from California's Sonoma State Liberal Studies Program. Novelist and nonfiction writer Sue Ellen Ocean began writing for publication in late 1980. Uh, she began upon uh, true historical events and spent several years researching the European history and periods she writes about. While her writing style is often humorous, she is not afraid to pen such historically uncomfortable topics as slavery or the Inquisition. Now this is a quote from Sue Ellen. I love researching history and genealogy. I'm practically interested in the Middle Ages. I'm sorry, she's particularly interested in the Middle Ages and the influence on all of us. 
I'm fascinated with the secrets of our ancestors and the cryptic ways they conceal their authenticities and their affiliations to secret societies. I enjoy recreating their lives and ancient paths while hiding clues about their identities for readers to stumble upon. Joining me now from the Pacific coast of the United States is Sue Ellen Ocean. And Sue Ellen, welcome to the X-Zone. Hi. Thank you very much. Sue Ellen. Can I start in with telling you how I began being interested in secret societies? Oh, I'd love to hear that. I was just going to ask you that. So you're also a psychic. Well, my father was really interested in the Masons. Mm -hmm. And when I was a little girl, he would talk to me about the Masons, and he'd lower his voice, and he'd tell me about the secret handshakes and and how he could tell when someone was a Mason because they'd give him that secret handshake, wondering if he was a Mason. Mm. And I used to want, and he'd, it, it was real cryptic, though. He wouldn't get into much more, but he would brag about his mother and how she was in the woman's version of the Masons, which was she was an Eastern star for over 50 years and how proud he was and what a fine person she had to be to be this Eastern star. So one night I decided I'd do a little bit of research on the Internet, Mm -hmm. and it was really was a dark and stormy night when I decided I was going to do this research, and I had all the lights out. The only light I had going was the glow of the computer, and I started researching my father's name just curiously to see if Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out was a mason or was involved at all. And uh, so I, I put his surname in there his full, and his first name and started going around. And I, I started coming up with this village in England, the same surname. And um, I was using also Knights Templar because mm-hmm. uh, I was curious about that. And so I got deeper and deeper, and then I finally found some really juicy information, and I wanted to print it up, and I hit print on the computer, and the computer made all kinds of racket noise like it was printing things up. And I went there, when I grabbed the paper to look to see what was written, there was only one word written on there. There was all kinds of black spots and everything else, but only one word that came out, and it was the word why with a question mark. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Swell, and you and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exonation, okay. this is going to be one interesting hour with our very special guest of this hour. Her name is Sue Ellen Ocean, and we're going to be talking about genealogy. And as you see, we're going to be talking about secret societies this hour here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Email exxon at com, And uh, Sue Ellen's website is www.oceanhose.com. It's hard for me to say I'm sorry 
Exxon Nation author and researcher and former radio spinner, Sue Ellen uh, Ocean is my very special guest. And we're talking about um, the, 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 the way that Sue Ellen got into interested and into writing what she does. And uh, last we spoke to her, she was sitting in front of her computer screen on a dark and stormy night. The only light in the room was coming off of her computer screen. She typed in her father's name and out came a village. And as she continued to do the research, she decided to print something out. The printer went on, the pages went through, and when she picked up the, 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 uh, the paper, the pages, to, to see what was on each one of these, the interesting information that she had found, there was a lot of black blotches. And the only word that she could see was the word why. Sue Ellen, welcome back. Hi, with a question mark. With a question mark on top of that. <laughs> and then, at, right after that, my mm-hmm. adult Shane was really inspiring me because he was really into the secrets of the Masons. Mm-hmm. And he took my husband and I to the old uh, post office in downtown Reno, and he showed us all the Masonic symbols on the walls, and he drove us around Reno pointing out various Masonic, a- Masonic aspects of the city, mm-hmm. and then he loaned me the book, Born in Blood, The Law of Secrets of Freemasonry by John J. Robinson, Yes. and then he loaned me The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown, and my interests started to really come together, and I started writing a novel called The Celtic Prince, where I be- began the story before the time of Christ, and I started mm-hmm. pulling it forward, weaving all the information I had into a story to really try to figure out you know, who who were we, these people? What, what was our, our background, and, you know, what's going on here? I was confused, and to not get too complicated, through the course of my research, I uncovered Jewish ancestry basically everywhere I look, so I strongly believe that North America was built on a much stronger Jewish foundation than what was originally thought of by historians. So, so tell me, why the need for secret societies? You know, having uh, Jewish ancestry, in, in my opinion, is, there's nothing wrong with that. So why would people have to cover this information up, hide it from genealogy and history? Okay, well, from um, the t- originally when um, the Jews were driven out and they began the diaspora, mm-hmm. They um, wanted to stick together, and they, they had an ancient brotherhood. And when I did research about the Odd Fellows, they have many legends, but they said that, and you can find this on their website, their legend began in 1066, and they traced their origins back to the exile of the Israelites from Babylon in 587 B.C., and their legend states that these ex Isled Israelites, Israelites banded together into a brotherhood mm-hmm. for mutual support and defense. Now, uh, that really reminds me of when the Civil War, when you hear about the Masons during the Civil War, don't you hear stories about how Masons, they had signs on the battlefield and they sure. would help one another when they were on other sides? Well, of course, including the famous Mason-Dixie line. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Well, that's a well-known fact that during the middle, uh, during the uh, during the Civil War, there was a line that was basically drawn in the ha- in the center. It was called the Mason-Dixon line. 
Okay. That was the Sorry, separate. But... That was the separation of north and south. Okay. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Some more research to do on, on top of everything else. Oh, I'm sorry but about what, that. What I really like to do is help people to uncover their secret genealogy and their secret ancestry and to look for the clues. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of clues that you can look for. And one of the things that you can look for is with your ancestry, if they can't decide what religion they wanted to be, and they're mm-hmm. always joining some new group and, and their religion seems to shift around, that's a sign. And then another sign, too, that they might have had um, Jewish ancestry and been part of that brotherhood was that they made a big show of their Christianity. They might have named their child Jesus, or they had a daughter or a son become a priest so that they could, um, because they really didn't want to convert to Christianity, but they'd have a priest so that they could go to their son Mm -hmm. and um, not have to go to another priest for confession. And they would often be um, overly religious. And now a lot of people to this day, their families are still really, really deeply, deeply religious and so serious and almost fearful about it. And they have no idea that the reason, one of the reasons why they're so afraid is because it comes from back in the time of the Inquisition when their lives and their families' lives were at stake here. I, I know we talked about the Mason-Dixon line, and I'd like to just give you a little bit of background on it. The Mason-Dixon okay. line, or Mason and Dixon's line, was surveyed between 1763 and 1767 by Charles Mason and Jeremiah Dixon in uh, the resolution of a border dispute between British colonies in colonial America. Now, it it forms a uh, demarcation line among the among four USA, U.S. states, I believe, forming part of the borders of Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, and West Virginia, then part of Virginia. In popular usage, especially since the Missouri Compromise of 1820, that... Um, you know, apparently that was the very first use of the term Mason-Dixon line. Uh, the Mason-Dixon line symbolizes a cultural boundary between northeastern United States and the southern United States. Okay, that's a really interesting area. I'm going to that area this summer mm-hmm. to actually do some research for my next um, novel that I'm working on uh, because I want to bring it um, more. The novels that I wrote were written during the Middle Ages, and now the families have come to the uh, New World, mm-hmm. and um, the, it's actually, they were pioneers, and they wound up in Kentucky with Daniel Boone, and you'll find there's a lot of, little bit of talk starting to um, come, a lot of people are questioning whether Daniel Boone or not was Jewish, and I think that it's very interesting to think when people think about Jews, they, they often, a lot of people don't, that aren't Jewish, they really don't know what to think, and um, they have different pictures in their mind. We always have these typical stereotypes, whether it be a Native Americans, you know, with the sure. Indians that we saw on TV, and we have long stereotypes, and with the pictures that we have in our head, but I believe, and I want to do further research and pull this really into light, but I believe that there were a lot of very prominent um, Jews that were hiding their uh, ethnicity. They mm-hmm. came to Jamestown, 
and they started and they began New York and uh, Staten Island and um, they and then their and they kind of kept it from their children because they 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 didn't want to be persecuted. The governor of early New York, you know, they wanted to drive the Jews out of the colony and, and they wouldn't let them guard overnight and they just they had a lot of prejudice and um, they didn't have the same opportunities and they've just been it hadn't been that long. They were tired of the Inquisition and they lost their homes in Spain and Portugal and they said we want opportunities for our children. So I believe that they kept it from their children and I believe these are some very prominent early American uh, colonial folks, and their children wound up settling in uh, and building Kentucky, and um, they um, settled in, like my ancestors, the ones that I believe mm -hmm. that were hiding their ethnicity, they bought land from Daniel Boone's brother, and um, they began, some of them began, they became uh, shakers, and and their, uh, their history where they they drove the Indians, uh, the Indians were terrified of them, and that's a whole other story that that I do want to address in my writing. That is not pleasant, but um, it's just fascinating to think of these people that began America in back east in New York, and they really helped to build this country. And there are thousands of them, and, and tens and probably hundreds of thousands of their descendants now. And, and it's what America was built on, and they have no idea that their ancestors were Jewish. And, uh, I, you know. we're, we're having problems hearing you, uh, Sue Ellen. I think we just might have lost Sue Ellen. We're going to give her a call back uh, during this commercial break that we have coming up. Exo Nation, Sue Ellen Ocean is my guest this hour. We're talking about genealogy and secret societies. If um, if you'd like to visit her website, it's www.oceanhose.com. That's www.oceanhose.com. Um, just a little bit of a sidebar business here. The X Chronicles newspaper will be coming out this coming uh, 26th, right, Craig? Yep, the 26th of March. And if you'd like to also go and visit our new 2012 website, it's www.xzone2012.com. That's www.xzone2012.com. Um, you'll be, you know, we've got a real neat graphic there. And underneath it gives you the information on how you can actually give us a call here at uh, Relmar and record what you believe the significance of 2012 is. Is it fact or is it fiction? To record your message, which will be played on a on a uh, Zone broadcast, 1-800-610-7035, extension 2012. That's 1-800-610-7035, extension 2012. It's that simple. Or you can write us to our website. It's uh, 21, no, I'm sorry, it's 12212012 at xzone2012.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news with Sue Ellen Ocean as we continue from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Splenza, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the XM. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from Ask. Awilita, my father, my whole family, and Grand Canyon University made me the man I am today. Hi, Tia. I think I'm going to do Grand Canyon University's online program and get my master's degree. Trata de llevar a tu familia en el corazón y lograrás lo que tú quieres. Estoy muy orgullosa de ti. I have an announcement to make, so... I'm going to get my master's degree online at Grand Canyon University. <laughs> Find your purpose at GCU. Jeep Freedom Days are here, where right now, well-qualified returning FCA lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2022 Grand Cherokee WK Laredo E4x4 for $369 a month for 36 months with $3,799 due at signing. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution, a lease across your capital. Lessee is responsible for termination fees. Current lease must end by 7-3-23. Extra charge for miles over 30,000. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 7-5-22. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hurry in to Mattress Firm's July 4th sale. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase, up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save $500 on all Tempur-Breeze mattresses and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. For you, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. Sue Ellen is back with us. Her website is www.oceanhose.com. Sue Ellen, what about genealogy and the Bible? How far does the genealogy that we believe we know actually go back to? Well, for example, one of my ancestors' brother's name was Seba. Mm -hmm. And you can use first names. They're just as valuable, sometimes even more valuable for doing your search. And I have a um, an old Bible, and it has a dictionary, and you can use that, and it's just fascinating what you'll find out. Seba is actually the name of a country and a nation, and it's um, 
it's in uh, mentioned along with Egypt and Ethiopia. And Seba leads us to Noah, who begat Ham, who begat Cush, who begat Seba. Noah's son Ham figures interestingly into the issue of ancient slavery. And it's an interesting story. Um, both Christians and Muslims believe that about the descendants of Ham and this story about Noah cursing because he was drunk and naked. And, and uh, it was during the Middle Ages that Catholics and Calvinists believed it was this curse of Ham that made it acceptable to enslave people with um, black skin. And that's kind of interesting. So you start to wonder if maybe your ancestry, because the name goes back to the Middle Ages, and you start to wonder if your ancestry, they weren't trying to maintain that link to Noah, to all the, that far back. Now, take a look at a lot of people's, um, the names of your ancestries, Rachel, Abraham, Sarah, Hester. These are all old Jewish names. Why in the world do a lot of um, uh, Americans that are um, well, the, um, not, let's see, Americans and North Americans and Canadians, they encompass all different kinds of people from all over the world. Mm -hmm. But there's a group of um, folks that are Jewish that have these names, and you just wonder why. And then you also wonder why when you're taught in your in the Christian schools and you're shown all these maps of the Middle East mm -hmm. and the Nile River, it's, it's confusing. It's like, why in the world do we have this? Well, to put it bluntly, it's like, duh. Well, well hold on. <laughs> let's, let's backstep a little here, because uh, you lost me when you started talking about why we have maps in schools. Like, that's to learn geography. No, but no, in Sunday school, in in Christian Sunday school. Well, because that's where that's where the Holy Land is. I I don't yeah, see I, I don't see any connection between that and proving that genealogy may go back to Jewish times. Well, I do because I wondered why why was my church and my family so obsessed with the Holy Land when we weren't Jewish and all this. I well, mean, Jesus was Jewish. And, yeah. All right, Christi and, and, uh, Christianity is based in the Holy Land. That is where Christianity was born. So that's why the church and Sunday schools teach you about the Holy Land. It's that's where our well, roots are. The right, roots that, of the roots of our religion. That was, that's the way that I was taught, but I just think that there's a lot more to it. I think it's really deep. Okay, tell me what research you've done that leads that brings you to this conclusion. What facts have you discovered? Well, the facts, well, I try to lay it out in my book, Secret Genealogy, mm -hmm. that's, um, it's, I did all the research, and I was writing a novel, and I had so much research that I had done, mm -hmm. that I decided, gee, I have a whole nother book here, and so I did a reference book, and it's basically, it's like, I use it all the time myself. And I did a lot of study about um, Jewish and what it means to be Jewish, and uh, I followed the Jews through the Inquisition, and I studied really a lot about the Inquisition. Mm -hmm. And on the Internet now, everyone's getting the paperwork, and there are ship's records from during the Middle Ages 
of um, Portuguese, Jewish Portuguese ship um, merchants and what they sold and, and mm-hmm. their names. And mm-hmm. you can get a good idea of their names and start tracing maybe some of your family names. If perhaps you have a really strange family name and um, you start um, looking at all these and those are pretty factual. And if someone does, it's really fun to do this search because you go back to uh, ancient Jerusalem and, and it's, it's just fascinating. I, I love the, all this, I don't like the war and the crusades, but still it's ancient history and it's just fascinating. And you feel more of a part of it when you understand your link to it because it really happened. But how do we connect to that? That seems like so many people have just hit a brick wall and their, their parents just all of a sudden they just sprouted up in the 1800s somewhere, their grandparents and their great-grandparents. Well, they had to be around before that. So, so what's going on here? And I think a lot of the reason that you can't trace it is because they changed their name. Like someone whose name might say, for example, Cushing. Mm-hmm. Well, originally the name was Cushanon, but it sounded too Jewish, so they changed it to Cushing. And then um, there's a... Um, interesting connection that I make in the book to uh, one of the interesting secret societies where someone was heavily involved in that, whose name was um, Cushing, but originally it was Cushinon. So you think, well, perhaps. And it's the same thing with the fellow that started um, the uh, uh, St. Vitus cultist the group that uh, they're kind of wild and they wear red and they like to have parties. Do you know the group that I'm speaking of? No, I'm sorry, I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, his name that was heavily involved with that, it was Ephraim B. And mm-hmm. when you look and study the genealogy, his name that could be Maccabee from the Maccabees, the history of um, the Jewish history of the Maccabees and how they held out and and um, some might say, oh, brother, that's really a stretch. But if you go and look at some of the websites and what some of the people write, they have a history that they were um, were originally Jewish and that they had paperwork that um, traced them back all the way back to these ancient days, but that it was burnt up in a fire. So I found all kinds of evidence. And if you start doing your research and you start looking on the Internet, you will find you'll be overwhelmed and you'd be surprised and there are a lot of scholars and they're doing this research and one of the key words is converso and new christians because during the inquisition people were forced to become christians they they did not want they were happy with their religion but they were forced they were their land was taken away they were forced and so they became these new christians and conversos, and the word is converso. If you want to do a lot of research on the internet, look up, start studying about the conversos. It is absolutely fascinating, and a lot of people, oh no, this this wasn't me, no, mm-hmm. no, no. But you'd be surprised and shocked how the names were altered. My maiden name is Roten, W-R-O-T-E-N, mm-hmm. and there's an, an ancient... Um, from the Kingdom of Mercia in Spain, it's R-O-T-I-N, and it's an old Jewish name. I have to be honest with you, I had no idea. I was absolutely shocked 
when I discovered that my ancestors were probably Jewish. And I think my father had a hint because he used to laugh and say, well, their name was probably Rotenberg and they probably dropped the Berg. But I never grew up, we always used to say, what are we? And my, they never really knew what ethnicity that we were. You know, it was, you know, we weren't German, and they came from Holland, but they weren't Dutch. And, and there's a really a lot of people that are like this. You can find them on the um, Ancestry.com, Genealogy.com. People that are just dying to know, what, what's my heritage? And if you just go and start looking, and just even if, you, if your grandfather was adopted, just find out where he came from and what community he came from and latch onto that community and find out about that community. What were they doing in 1780 and who settled there? And you can become a part of this oneness of the world, which is really what really drives me is that I really want to send home to everyone is just the oneness of people. We have so many different um, histories that run through our blood all different colors, all different um, cultures. We're not just, you know, little segmented groups. Right. Like, it's wonderful. And I just hope that as people understand their oneness, that there can be more peace in the world and not think that we're different. I mean, some people that I think create hate crimes, I think they'd be shocked. They probably have running through their veins the very blood that, that they're discriminating against because they are ignorant and they just All right, don't but know. E- even in today's society in the year 2011, people are still changing their names. Half Absolutely. Half the movie, you know, half the movie, just a second here, hold on here, hold on here, let me get a word in edgewise. Even movie stars change their names. People change their names for social status. And also, do we really need to better understand genealogy? Yes, we do need to better understand genealogy because it helps us understand other cultures. And when you feel a part of that, make a connection to that other culture, you can just, you want to know about it. You want to go to Jerusalem or you, you want to go to North Africa or China or Japan. And there's just all these connections. It just gets deeper and Mm -hmm. deeper and deeper and goes back farther and farther. and, and, And it's just, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Tell me, do you think there's a need today to have secret societies? To, well, to have secret societies. Uh, well, what a loaded, what a loaded question. No wonder you're a talk show host. I'm not going to touch that one. Sure, so that people like me can try to figure them out. But I suspect that today's secret societies are are probably mm-hmm. pretty boring. <laughs> the movies about them are great, and maybe in the past they were really interesting. And if you get really uh, into a really elite group, then yes, it's fascinating, but it's very difficult to get information out about them. And what I like to think about secret societies is it's just like there's baseball teams. I mean, they're all mm-hmm. over the place. You've sure. got a little league baseball team, and then you've got the major leagues. Yeah. Why do you think people are so interested in movies like The Da Vinci Code and, and other, uh, other conspiracy uh, secret society movies that have come out recently? 
Oh, I love that movie. I thought that was a, a great mm-hmm. movie. I, I think because people don't know who they are and it's a mystery and you have to unravel right. it. And that's what's so fun about secret genealogy is because everyone has their own little Da Vinci code. Everyone does. And you just keep going back and then, and you can get on. You don't even have to uh, pay to yeah. get on ancestry message boards or genealogy. You just go to the community and then you go to the message boards and you can leave notes and compare compare notes with people. It, it's a it's an addiction. Really, and it's really yeah. And I think it's I think it's America's number one hobby. I think. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's really popular. You'd be shocked. There are millions of people that are starting to, and you can meet people. I'm meeting people that are my cousins and distant cousins and when you find out that they're your cousins I mean you're so far removed that um, they're not I mean you could probably marry them because they're they're so far removed but they treat you like a cousin and they say hey cousin and 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 then you can share and find things out and people are scanning paperwork and sharing pictures it is just really fun it's like, it's like an alternate reality. I was just going to say that. It sounds like uh, like these people who get into the gaming of virtual cities and virtual relationships. Interesting. <laughs> Truly interesting. All right, stand by, Sue Ellen. You and I have to take our final break. Exonation Sue Ellen Ocean is our very special guest, a very interesting lady. Her website is www.oceanhose.com. That's O-C-E-A-N-H-O-S-E.com. And uh, Sue Ellen and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break. As the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, the Exxon 2012 website is up www.exxon2012.com. Ocean is our special guest this hour. We're talking about genealogy and um, 
Did you find that you 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 just got into the depth of genealogy research when you were investigating the Middle Ages? And were you, were there any surprises to you as a researcher as you did the research uh, in the different eras? Well, I, I've always done. I've always been a historian mm-hmm. all, ever since I was a child, and I've been doing genealogy ever since I can remember. But yes, there were some huge, one particularly huge surprise, lots of surprises, and um, they were finding out who you're related to. It's shocking. You You just shake your head, and then you start looking at them sometimes mm-hmm. they're famous people that's that's really common because they're famous people and it's just still people with families and aunts and uncles and and then you start looking at those people differently and you just say oh they have my eyes or, or look their hair is like mine or they'll turn a, their profile will be similar to your brother's mm-hmm. or something that was that was really very shocking to me now, if, if somebody is interested in starting and researching, in researching their own genealogy, how do you suggest they go about it? Uh, they go to the Genealogical Message Boards, uh, Ancestry.com, Genealogy.com. And like I said before, you don't have to pay. They'll try to get you to join, but just go to Community and then go to Message Boards. And then if you do want to join, you, you get access to more information. People are so nice. They will, people that are already members, they will actually give you um, the information. But eventually you'll probably want to join because you just want to get it on your own. But you can just type in there. Not not always, but I mean, I have people that will write back to say, I'm not related to you, but I just want to help. Wow. And they're just so nice. Now that is really nice when people want to help oh. for no other reason but to help. Yeah, they're like, it's like the, the bikers, you know, when you mm-hmm. bike motorcycles, they stick together. If your bike breaks down along the side of the road, they always stop to help each other. <laughs> Sue Ellen, you and I have to say so long for now. Um, it's been a great pleasure talking to you, and you're going to be back on in the next little while because we're going to be talking about acorns. Sue Ellen, are you there? I guess we lost Sue Ellen again, but she's going to be on in the future Exo Nation. We're going to be talking about acorns. So if you'd like to find out more about genealogy, how you can go about tracing your own genealogy, and uh, Sue Ellen has a number of books available at her website at www.oceanhose.com. That's www.oceanhose.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Jeep Freedom Days are here, where right now, well-qualified returning FCA lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2022 Grand Cherokee WK Laredo E4x4 for $369 a month for 36 months with $3,799 due at signing. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. 
Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution at least through Chrysler Capital. Lessee is responsible for termination fees. Current lease must end by 7-3-23. Extra charge for miles over 30,000. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 7-5-22. Jeep is a registered trademark. At JCPenney's 4th of July sale, it's all stars, stripes, and savings. Enjoy up to 50% off select furniture, mattresses, and window coverings. Plus, shop thousands of doorbusters across the store or use your coupon for additional savings. Take advantage of extended store hours Friday and Saturday. It's time to refresh your star-spangled manor. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Offers in 7-4. Exclusions apply. Doorbusters excluded from coupons. See jcp.com for details.